0: This is NRL Boom Rookies.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Boom Rookies. I am Matt Bungard. Alongside me, as always, Mitch Doyle. Hello. Good day, everybody. All right, we are back. Another round of footy in the books. Uh, we've got a lot of news to talk about this week. So we won't spend as much time on the games, but there's still obviously plenty to talk about. Starting with last Thursday. Seems a world away now, but uh, yeah, uh, Melbourne Storm pipping Souths by a field goal, extending that win, that uh, undefeated run in Melbourne to what is it, eighteen and zero against the Bunnies. Um, a, a bizarre game, Mitchell. A game that I, don't, I mean, I don't think I've ever seen Melbourne play worse against Souths, and they still won. <laughs> So that's frustrating.
0: Yeah, I was ready to come on here and give you about forty-seven barrels for your your takes on Gagai and um, Ilias. but we already I we called up back yes. before full yeah. time. <laughs> like... we, and then we, we called up on um, on Sunday. Sunday, and you told me you'd walked yeah. it back. But yeah, <laughs> a, a, lot of, 20, there was a lot of twenty, a lot of
1: 20 minutes of Tane Milne playing centre to be for me to be like, actually, yeah, we, the, yeah. the halfbacks probably more. Important. And that's it. Like,
0: it's they're all losses. <laughs> they are all losses. These guys that they've lost being milne uh reynolds and even Sewer was
1: great for the dragons
0: so. he's been good in both games but we yeah. all know sewer can be inconsistent with that but it was i was frothing at that you would have gagai back over reynolds take because as i said was, my main argument was not that gagai isn't fantastic it's that you can get a competent center like that mm. They're everywhere whereas like, yep. there's like six good halfbacks and yeah yep. you know milne was remotely competent and uh,
1: yeah yeah uh, if, that was I, terrible it's- it's just crazy how bad Jackson Paulo was. Like it's, it's, it's ridiculous. It, it's absurd to think that if not even Dane Gagai, if they just have a competent center at left center for that whole game, they probably win this game comfortably. And that's, that's remarkable to think that one positional change in, in a back line, which seems largely inconsequential could make such a difference, but it did like South butchered, uh, they weren't all. They probably butchered two or three clear cut tries and another two or three half chances down that left side. Like the amount of points they left on the board. How many errors did they have in the south half? I'm sure you got the stats somewhere. I'm just but... pulling up again now like What you were talking. It seems like they uh, dropped the ball but... inside Melbourne's half like ten times.
0: It's it's one of those times. Usually, like geez, they dropped it all day there, or whatever, whatever. And you look at the real numbers. It's usually like three drop balls. Mm. But in this instance, it was like a hundred drop balls in that section of the field. Like they're all in the opposition forty. And like on the left-hand side, you know, and yeah. um, it, it's, you know, I know there's more to it than just Paulo being moved. And I, it, these are the things. These happen every year. Every year there's a couple of clubs we try something in round one or two that looks dreadful for like the first second of the first game. And it's like, let's see how long to the coach takes to, to give up on this. Because they've obviously spent all preseason on that. That was their guy. And yeah, we got the answer. It was like the fourth or fifth mistake. <laughs> like, fuck it, get him out of here. But yeah, that, that was it. Like he he was just just dreadful in attack, Paulo in both games. <sighs> yeah, I don't know what to say to it. Just dreadful. What is it? They've got uh, errors over the left hand side. They've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten errors in the left hand ten. side. From, there you go. Okay. Yeah, from the from like thirty two meters forward to the try line, and within that is, fifteen that is of the staggering. try line.
1: That is absolutely staggering. I'm sure there's no way of looking, but I'm sure that's a record. Like well, it has may, to be.
0: I could look it up. But I'm not going to take a lot of effort for us on there now. But that's Adland 19 errors. Ten of them were over there. And then another three of their errors were in, in the storm 20.
1: Yeah. One of them I think was when Saliva Havili had the ball stripped one-on-one on I first attacked yeah. set, which really set the tone early and really vindicated that decision to bench the best forward in the world to start Saliva Havili at lock. What were your thoughts on that? I didn't really understand it.
0: I thought people overreacted to it I agree it's... that
1: they overreacted but then again like again he lost the ball in the yeah. Melbourne storm 10 meter line on his first carry so uh. like it,
0: it, <laughs> it happens that sometimes teams have a different tactic They but what made it worse was that Murray was on after like 15 minutes anyway and they were getting pounded and I get the theory is probably bring Murray on and, and not use another interchange uh, but it just feels like even in round two he's capable of playing the 80 in the middle there and he was fantastic in this game. He was so good. Uh, he was great. I just thought that. left. I just think South are still, and maybe it'll be different this week. And I do think I think Cook was partly hooked. I won't believe that it was in, like no. If he think, was playing well, right. he would have stayed on the field, and he wasn't. And it's not that Haveli's any good. He can't pass. But when really came on the on the field, the ball moved around the park. And Cook's been part of that problem in round one and two. And I think Jackson Paulo has been an easy target for some of South's issues. And yes, he's made a lot of mistakes. He has but they just keep doing the same thing. And it's yeah. like, fellas, like, it's not working.
1: Try something it, else. It's especially frustrated when Campbell Graham is as good as he is. Like, apart from Zach Lomax, there aren't many right centers I take over in, like, in the competition. So the fact that he just... that they, 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 they haven't... Cook at times had an outright refusal to pass to the right it is a bit strange. And I will say, obviously, Jason, uh, Jackson Pollard did not play well at left center. But mm. I always thought he was an okay winger. And... He was like, you know, he was, he was pretty good last year and he'll be fine this year if he just stays on that right wing again. They tried something. It didn't work. It probably, co- it definitely cost them this game. It might've cost them the first game too. I don't know, but whatever. You'd rather work these things out rather than try to get cute and get fancy at the end of the year when doing something positionally that makes no sense could cost you winning a Yeah,
0: and um, I got a quote from my, our good friend Tom Hardy, who he said to me about Paulo. He said, all I'm saying, Ray Paulo, is if Ruben Wickey dropped the ball, I'd say, I'd say, ah, fuck, hard luck, Rubes, you know. But when Curtis Strop got the ball, the exact same ball, you would yell at my TV scream, he wouldn't make a seven a, hills A grade. Yeah. But, Paulo sucked,
1: but others are getting away with a bit,
0: which I think support a I was saying there. others, there's other guys who are getting I away will with it because Jackson Paulo is making mistakes.
1: At least two or three of those errors down the left were either Walker or Johnston's fault. They weren't Paulo's fault. There
0: was a couple of times, like I think Paulo did the right thing by mistake once or twice. That bat on, yeah, I thought which was caught fantastic. AJ off guard.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's
0: it. and then AJ did drop one that Milne gave him later. You know, that, yeah. and that's it wasn't working, and that was part of the problem is that it wasn't working, and it probably helped with Havili coming on that it coincided with the Simbin on that on that. Other edge of the storm. Yeah. I'm still not confident Cook would have gone that way though. Really <laughs> just went that way and that's it. He got a bit of a hook and good players can get hooked and kick up the bum. Yeah. And yeah, oh, they I, went, went right. And I'd and- like
1: to think JD had a word had a word of them at training this week and maybe we'll see a bit more variety and attack. I did notice Walker popping up on the right a lot more than he did last year, which I am sure is a combination of Adam Reynolds not being there and still a little bit of a lack of trust in Lachlan Elias from the senior yeah. players. And that which... might
0: come as well. He obviously hasn't been impressive yet, but it's only a couple of games. Hey, Billy Slater he said he'd been better.
1: good and who are we to argue with the current yeah. Queensland origin coach?
0: And the, and the Storm side here, like they're now missing Harry Grant this week. Brandon, they got announced after team this Tuesday, he's got coronavirus. Uh, Brandon Smith's in the extended squad, but like this yeah. this game, they look fantastic for that first 20 minutes. And I thought, Geez, they might put forty on you guys. And Harry Grant was playing out of his skin. The pack was rolling, but we're already seeing now with a couple of guys I have out over the off-season losses, they can't dominate that middle. It's in, until their guys are back. They got smashed up the guts yeah, for like the last, it's, the last. There's, a, there's like
1: a world where a couple of things break differently, and that and they're zero and two to the Tigers and Souths. Like they've not yeah. impressed me at all in their two games. Apart I haven't, but it's that, also the most storm thing period. ever. To, to have just been win shit anyway. And yeah, win course.
0: anyway. Because they've had these years in the past and have started really weird. Yeah. They've been guys that would have... And they just go through with, like, two losses. And then yeah. they are awesome. Like, they... Like, who's... Like, Josh King, just whatever. He played a lot of minutes. And he's not impressive. He was fine. But then you have, like, Trent Lloriera, who just keeps doing stupid things. Such mm-hmm. an unstormed player. Tepon Moroa was terrible. Our good friend, Tepli, That, like, show and go to no one.
1: Can <sighs> I just say... I think it, it doesn't matter, but I think that's a penalty try, by the way. Which one? Ken, Ken Murray's going to score under the post if Maroa doesn't grab it.
0: I don't, I'll see about the Maroa um, show go, but the other one, yeah, uh, i have to review it again. I don't really think enough about it on the night, the Teflat yeah. Ken Murray one. I don't know. If I At
1: the time, I was like, I oh, don't we're going to lose anyway, but then we probably, I mean, might have changed the game in, in the end, but I thought, I thought, that should have be been a penalty try, but whatever. Doesn't matter. Yeah. And
0: Felice Cafusi um, is playing out of his skin somehow. He is. His fucking
1: games, the but... fucking wrestle fucking he does in the ruck every single time great, He's too. so underrated. Like
0: but at the moment, like their go forward is like Felice and Sofa mm-hmm. Solomona, because like let's be honest, Jesse Bromwich is not who he was. So they were going good for the first 20 odd. And then like after half time, mate, I didn't, they didn't look like they were going to get near scoring. They barely crossed halfway. And then when they crossed halfway, they made some silly mistakes like Moroa doing that.
1: I think at the moment the golden point,
0: I backed them. Oh,
1: same. <laughs> same. <laughs> There's the thing. Like people were like, obviously, I was trying to be happy and get excited when we were like talking about the game and stuff and the Discord and whatnot. But like, even at 14 all, I'm like, Latrell's missing this, and we are losing. I think I said Latrell's going to miss this, and we're going to lose in golden point. And then when it went to golden point, I'm like, we're going to lose this somehow. And even then, yeah. even when we kept them in their own half in the first set, and they put that clearing bomb up, and Coates nearly came down with it, and he dropped it. I was still like, we're going to fuck this up. We're gonna yeah. fuck it, and the thing they didn't need that early shift. They A, really you dropped the ball doing early shifts like forty-five times tonight, and B, you're rolling through them. Their forward are completely fucked at this point, and I think they still had twelve players on the field, right? So, yeah. like, they that early shift on tackle three or tackle four, whenever it was, when Cody dropped the ball, it just wasn't needed. They're already on halfway; like, it just yeah, wasn't and, needed. And
0: that's the stuff where we talk about the the real big things you miss, obviously, from Dane Gagai is the. Errors on ball by Jackson Paulo. The things you forget you miss when you have a really good halfback is that type of shit. Yeah. They didn't get a shot off. They didn't, get, like, Mattrell's field goal, Camper wrote a great article day after that, like about just things just happen around the trail. Even when he had, a, he was not very good on the night, only had nine runs, had a couple of good passes to set up prize at the end, missed, missed all the kicks. But things just happened around the trail and happened for the trail. And that goal, like, that field goal was exceptional. Like, just belted it. You knew he'd kicked it at the moment and left his foot. But I just thought they—that's uh, Melbourne winning. I, I, there was at constantly. no point,
1: at no point that I think we're going to win this game. Even when yeah. we got kiss, kissed on the dick with like the luckiest drop-out bounce of all time, like at no point. Yeah, at that no was. Point. And, look, and then I don't the, know. The f- you're obviously. Are you worried if you're the storm, just because really, you're not going to get some of these players back at all? Not really, because yeah. like you, you'll get like, Christian Welsh is pretty important this- to their go forward. But I yeah, guess your shedding is that worry.
0: important. Um, but you get you'll get um, Brandon Smith back this week maybe maybe next week harry Grant back after that and then i don't we have no idea what's happening with the Kamakamitha's legal legal issues no and welch will be back for a while but i just think brandon smith makes a, a world of difference already and then i don't yeah, they do need someone else to step up i don't know who that is i'm also worried about dean iremia like i don't know if like, will warby or someone else will come in and take that spot cuz
1: hmm.
0: he doesn't look great but they just still have that you know, Munster. I thought Munster was really good in the moments in this game. Got his fast, he was some Weight wasn't he? Like the pace on that su- on that support for Grant was there, yeah. and same with Grant's class was on the show. And even like Pappenhausen with that field goal, like Latrell's field goal was awesome. And then Paps was almost just as awesome. How it was like a line drive, like step through, a couple of guys and bang. I it.
1: thought he missed, and then I realised immediately that I'm not allowed to have nice things against Melbourne. Yeah. That's stupid. Of course, he's not going to fucking yeah. miss. What the fuck are you talking I think about? That?
0: That, I think they'll be a little worried. Like, I agree with that, they will be. They should
1: be, but I think they should. Well,
0: yeah, I mean, Welch is huge. Just after, and, to and they, this is, that. we're
1: not. I've made, I've made cases of beer betting on the storm not having a decline. Like I'm not a storm doom doom sayer or anything like that. I just have watched them through the first two weeks, and it's 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 not so much the performances that worry me. It's the fact that just the team is just not as impressive on paper as it has been in the past, and a couple of those senior guys are a little bit older and. Bromwich is showing his age. They're not going to have Christian Welch. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't
0: and know. Like some, some of the other guys around the traps there, like, you know, for a long time, Storm had these like, underrated forwards who sit in reserve grade and make the, make the crack and get on the bench or whatever, and they come through. And that was like, guys, like, you know, Christian Welch for years, people thought he was like another Tim Glasby, for example, thought he was a nobody. Then he was just awesome. But they were doing that with like Tui, who's now out for off-field stuff. And now it's like, I, maybe Trent Loero has something there, but I've not been impressed like at all. With Trent Lowy era, what I've seen from him in any where's, of his games.
1: Where's that child they gave a fourteen year contract to? Uh, well, so I was going to mention him. Jack Howarth is, is.
0: He played Queensland Cup this week and played pretty well, okay. but he's still playing in the centres, like in Queensland right. Cup. So, and generally the Storm, if they do something in Queensland Cup, it's what they're going to do in first grade. So it doesn't seem like he's in the forward rotation if he came into first grade this year. And he, um, he's not even in twenty four this week. He was in it last week. No. Alec McDonald yeah. has done his job in two week for two weeks, but. He's a nobody. He's not that great. Maybe he turns into something. But he said there was concerns over the immediate weeks and without Christian Welch. But yeah, no, that It's fine. more that'll faith be. in the Storm. If it was if it was another yeah. team playing this bench, you'd think they're gonna get fucked every week. But there's literally even in their 24 this week, they've named like no other backs, no other um, so no other forwards. They've got none. Yeah, <laughs> like, and
1: look, I mean, look, and to be to be clear, the Storm being in crisis still means they win like 16 or 17 games. So.
0: Yeah. Well, I would pick Whatever. the Eels. Like, I'm like, in train. I was going to do Ballsy this week. I predicted it last week, but the Eels have injuries too. I was going to pick the Eels this week well,
1: and just be the dumbest thing you ever. Men- you mentioned Coltrane, so let's just do that now. Um, yeah. Both won last week. Panthers got on the board, snuck home against the Dragons. Um, shout out Mikel Lov- Rebelar for dropping that ball. Sick pass from IMAX, by the way. We'll get to that game in a sec. But um, Yeah, we both had Penrith. Uh, this week... Um, Again, the the Eels would be a very brave pick. Gren Atkins is repping the Souths game, so I'd be tempted to take the Roosters. Um, (laughs) But I'm just going to be a coward and take Neely this week.
0: Well, yeah, this is a tough week because we can't – I wouldn't even take Penrith against New. anyway. There's risk there. No, Cleary might be back. But I I looked at it and, you know, Shark's Dragons is an avoid for mine. Mm -hmm. That's a void. Titans, Raiders is an avoid. If if the Raiders didn't have uh, Schneider back and still had Schiller on the wing, I would have picked the Titans.
1: Yeah, uh, and not I was Broncos I, Cowboys. Well, I was mildly tempted to take your boys, but also a Cowboys always fire up against Broncos, and B the Roosters play in Townsville the next week, and I ironing that one off. So,
0: and I, the one I really want to do, but I'm not going to do it yet. I really want to do the Warriors over the Tigers.
1: See that game could go either way for me, so I don't want to touch well, it.
0: But I don't know about Jackson Hastings' suspension. He's fighting that, and that's we we, we tried That'll to we tried to we agree this last year that we don't change our tip unless something drastic changes after the, this podcast. That's true so i'm going the same thing as you unfortunately manly oh, Look at that. i can't i didn't I did broadcast the first home tip but i
1: really want to do yeah. the warriors but it's just like also sean johnson's out yeah um and i will obviously send the new form out for those people. So we have 150 entrances yet one illegal tip out of 150 in week two only one i'm so proud of everybody yeah so and, uh, of how one, many people
0: like, are two, two, two from two
1: uh, I'll pull it up. Uh, some people pulled the pin after one week, by the way. Simo was one of them, but a few people just didn't tip week two. Did, did he mean so, to pull the
0: pin? Did he? No, he, I, mess,
1: no I messaged him. He's like, no, nah, uh, I've had enough. I've, he's quit like five tipping cons, he said. So, um,
0: one, one, one bad week and he's out. Yeah,
1: he can, can play 75 hours of Elden Ring a week, but picking a yeah. football game is, is too much. Um, there are, uh, there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people with two wins.
0: Yeah, that's what I thought. A I lot. I like, it's all right. I'm happy with my one loss still 56, with the 56. 56 people. There you go. I already had some people asking you to start reading a leaderboard out. It's like, there's no way there's a leaderboard with, 50, with like, teach yeah. people with two from two. And then 56 is still, that's two from two. Too easy. Yeah. But if you, if you owe from two, you're in crisis. But yeah. as Matt Duggan or slash Duggan will remind you, he was one and two after three rounds last year and won the comp. Didn't lose yeah. the rest of the season. It's true.
1: So, oh, uh, 50, and and while we're on the subject of, of patron, Patreon, you have to remember our Patreon to be in the Culture and Cup. I mean, you're still welcome to join and start from week three. You'll only be four points in the hole on some people. And as Mitch said, plenty of time to catch up if you run the table from there. But I want to thank all of our patrons this week, not just the ones in the top tiers. I'm not going to read all that because we reached 200 patrons today, Mitchell. 200, which given, you know, the number of like you, you look around at patreon pages for for much be like i look at patrons for youtube pages that have they get you know hundreds of thousands of views on their on their videos and stuff like that and and for us to have 200 patrons for a podcast that you know gets a fair few listeners but nowhere near 100 every for every episode to get 200 listeners uh, 200 patrons is is a phenomenal effort and i just can't thank all of you enough for subscribing if you're just a listener we love you as well thank you for supporting us on this journey and if you do want to subscribe Patreon.com forward slash NRL Rookies. Uh, and shout out to our 200th patron named Thumb. <laughs> there we go.
0: Thumb fits Thumb. in with number 200. 200. No, it's been, a, it's been a real journey for us. You know, we we don't often talk about this type of thing on here, but it po- podcasts, you know, people do say with their patrons that without them, the you know, this product wouldn't exist or we wouldn't get to it. The reality is, is without without patron support this show would have ended two years ago yeah. we'd yeah we'd hit not a wall but it was like we'd all been doing we've been doing it for five or six years and we just needed something a bit extra you know to, to drive the motivation to keep the show going keep the interest in it and you know it really you don't hear much feedback when you do a podcast you don't hear much rest of the time about if people are at the show yeah. or not or you don't really know you've got a community for example we have one now we're aware of it obviously discord's real good fun i'm on there a lot more than i'm on Twitter Same. these days. Um, and, yeah, it's, just, it's been a good ride. And the 200 is a good number. And I'm not trying to claim we're the first people ever to be patron, but we'd certainly um, drive a bit of a, a push in the in the small space that we're in, the people yeah. getting that. Because, yeah, I don't think people have an issue with supporting content creators, their fans, or for a couple of bucks yeah. a month. It's We all and, have um, dumb subscriptions we pay for. Why not yeah, pay yeah, for the people who actually need it?
1: Had some people privately that, you know, mocked us for wanting to do this in the first place. But to them, I say, you know, uh, fuck off. Uh, i couldn't this right? well Just no neither could i <laughs> yeah exactly um and but i will of course give the mandatory shout out to the people in the top two tiers of our patreon subscription service um chris savnell dave rocky and rafi stew wayne ritchie alex sergio comey anthony anger ben wallace butsy cam bezwick dan Cullen, doc hogg and anonymous backer frankie jc james k jason jez joe wrigley joey gooch Josh Brandon, Josh Tomo 98, Lachlan Hancock, Leon, lifelong Dolphins fan, Maddie Jenkins, Matt Coleman, Matthew Duggan, Michael Murray, Morgan Watkins, my ding dong is hard and I'm sad, never trendy, Party Keg, Pete Fulcher, Razor, Reese Brown, Rowan Ed, with Roxanne Clark, Schneider Pilt Score, Seymour Butts, Simo, Stephen Hickey, Swarzy, Ty, TB, the black vegetable, the human ice cream, the not so mature age student, Thor Laycock, Tom Hardy, and was. Thank you so much for your support. Everyone, blessings. And to all the people in the lower tiers. Thank you as well. Uh, and shout out Thumb for being number 200. The, the, all right, the black vegetable and the, <laughs> the human ice vegetable. cream. I think the human ice cream was there last week. It didn't stick out. Maybe because sure. it's
0: now in a tandem with a black. No, because I seem to remember out. having
1: back to back the these with the not so mature student who has been a mainstay oh, yeah. for quite a while. So, um, yeah, moving on. Um, spent a lot of time on that first game. But, you know, right. this second game was a banger too. And there are some games that we will brush past. Tigers night's probably one of them, but no, i to talk about this, got 20, twenty minutes. So, yes, yeah, that's true. <laughs> but just in general, over the season, we're not going to spend ten minutes on every single game. But th- there were a lot of really good games this round, and this was another yeah. one. Um, we we'll, we'll talk about them more,
0: right? Start of the year we'll talk about yeah. the games more. Well, especially young. when there's
1: more teams that have final aspirations. And look, yeah. you don't want to, you, you're not dropping a crowd of the boys in round two. But the dragons, they hung on, they dug deep, they, they played pretty well. Um, a couple of things go their way, they could win this game. Um, but yeah, uh, pretty impressive from them.
0: I didn't like the suicide bin at all.
1: Mm, like I didn't, think was, I thought a penalty was
0: fine. I didn't even think it was a penalty. I think that's yeah. one of those classic ones that, like, if that happened to anyone who wasn't in the jersey six or seven, nothing would have happened. No penalty would have even been given. Whatever. Sean O'Sullivan stayed down, milked it. They didn't even get a bin out of it. I hated that, and I was hoping yeah. Sean got karma by being ruled out for the rest of the game for staying down from the the TV bunker. But that seems to have already changed a bit. They're not doing it that as much as they did last week, which is good. But yeah, uh, the Dragons hung around. Zach Lomax was having a stinker for the first 50, 60 minutes of this, but then was classed towards the end. Uh, You know, the class does shine through. But yeah, Penrith went out to that huge lead. Well, not huge lead. Dominant lead, though. They're like what, 16? No, sorry. It was 18 to 6. And you thought, well, that's it. They're going to dust them. But the Dragons hung on, fought their way back, and were pretty impressive. They just, they they play tough. I don't know how long it'll last. We spoke about this in the pre-season with this team. I think they'll start the season real strong and hang around and see how long it lasts. But yeah, they don't look anything near wooden spooners.
1: No, not at all. And again, we're not gonna we love an early season victory lap, but we both said they'd be a level above those sort of wooden spoon class of teams. Um, they're they're finals. recently. But to be quite honest, if they made the finals now, it wouldn't surprise me. They're just really solid.
0: They are, they are. And um if you there's obviously some question marks there. like, But, you know, for example, we spoke about Moses by as a recruit. You know, he was fine. He's fired at hooker. It's not great but he's been fine at hooker. But Ben Hunt was, you know, all over the park again in this one. I think Ravalava's really hit a different level. Like, he's far less error-prone than he was in the past. He's been good. And the pack does its job. And, I, you know, they've, they've got Tarek Shins back in there. And, yeah, I thought that was whole st- a whole stupid thing, overthinking it, like, round one. And it looks like he... So he, it, the reports I read this week, was like he's agreed to terms with the Storm for next year already. Hasn't been announced or anything, but he's agreed to terms that it's, not, it's like 250 Not a lot mm-hmm. of money. Uh, but he, the, they haven't got the room for him this year. So it's right. like the Dragons will have him. So I don't know. So I guess he stays at the Dragons this year and plays lock there. Maybe if we've, that something changes in the coming weeks. But yeah, he was good back in that rotation. Uh, Panthers, obviously, clearly might come back this week. But losing Brian Toro... <laughs> Like they've while, lost Toto, yeah. Leota, yeah. and um, Pan-
1: Cleary back soon, but yeah, that's that's not great. <laughs> I mean, look, they—I know their fans like to jokingly talk about like Dylan Edwards being the stir—the straw that stirs the drink, but that is pretty much Brian Toto. Like everyone knows he's a good player, but he is just so vital to how they start their sets, and to not have him for two months is going to be is going to be a, a, a pretty big hill to overcome. But again, you'd yeah, rather have this now. Than in you know August,
0: well now if they're winged, like we don't know how good Taylor May is, he gets an opportunity now. But if you go to Taylor May and Charlie Staines, bit of a drop off, if you ask me. And then uh, we had Leota. like they had Fisher Harris get concussed, so that was tough as well. But that's part of uh, why I think the Dragons went the way back into the game, just that the Pen- Penrith couldn't get the ascendancy in that second half. They lost Tor, they had lost Fisher Harris, Leota wasn't there. So even though they they had a couple of the, Simbians against the the dragons didn't feel like Penrith could really get back on top, so I'm sure that'll change in coming weeks. But I have been really impressed though with um Isaac Targo. Yeah, he runs great. He runs like a PlayStation character. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like he's fluid and spins and motion, that kind of stuff. He, he's just is, real, real silky with ball in hand. Is
1: is his? Because like I. From just, I mean, I don't watch the lower grades anywhere near as close as you did, but my understanding was his long-term future was going to be as an edge forward in that team. Is that still the case or have they I just been nice? I don't know either. I, I thought he played more edge forward than center in reserve grade last year. He, but he did, wrong. but he's playing
0: okay. like 21s, you know, he's 19 now and he doesn't look like he's big enough to be an edge. Maybe you end up being there, but if it's in, that could be a future problem. You know, one hmm. day, uh, one point in time, Isaiah Yo was a shit center, so who knows? Sure. Isaac Targo could be a, a good centre, maybe a good back rower, but I don't think there's anywhere for him to go. Like, there's their back row's full right now, and I don't know who they'd play at centre if he went there. So that's fine. But yeah, Dylan yeah. Edwards, man, I'm, I'm I'm exhausted talking about that man because you're either you either know that he's not that good or you're a Penrith fan. Yeah, like that's he's it. And fine. then there's some people who try to argue better than he is, saying, "Oh, people don't give him the credit he deserves." Like, no, he gets enough credit. He's just fine. He's fine, you know, and. I don't know if any like of those guys that if he ended up off contract, I know they're resigning, but I don't know how much of a chase it would be after him. You know, that's topic Oh, I, just... I
1: think just because of where he's been, there'd be a market for him because I think yeah. people will go for like, in the same way that Sean O'Sullivan's going to get the bag from someone this off If he plays another five games and looks okay. Yeah.
0: God hasn't that, but he was on like the Manny John's show on Sunday. He'd be playing reserve grade next the week. The glove's
1: incredible. I mean, yeah, he's, he's like, he's going to, he's going to go down the Matt Flynn highway, right? Yeah. Like, more or less. it seemed yeah. good for him. Like, good for him. Fuck it. Okay. I mean, he's 100% going go to the Dolphins, but, like you know. Maybe. <laughs>
0: everyone's going to the Dolphins, so, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, Bulldogs, his, dad, his dad maybe. works there. I know his dad does work there, but, you know, his dad hasn't always had him. So, uh yeah, like his dad was at the Warriors. Like, like obviously that helped, but uh, yeah, he was at Brisbane before that, and the Roosters, so not always with him. But, yeah, I don't know if there's anything else to say about this game, that Dragons look better than people expected, and Penrith is still good. And, yeah, again, now, like... That full pack though, when they have their cattle, Fisher, harrison like Isaiah, is so hard to stop.
1: Yeah, uh, I agree. They they look pretty good. Uh, the Roosters also looked pretty good. Manly looked terrible. Uh, they were okay in the second half when the rain and just sort of made the contest a complete bog. But man, alive, <laughs> they got killed in that first forty. And a shout out to our friend George Clark for his brilliant question to Des Hasler after the after the game. <laughs> Every so, single time a, a British journalist asks a
0: question, there's only two of them.
1: But are we george racist credit with all of them because we messaged Maybe. him and said good question george and he said i'm at a wedding what are you talking about and then he, he he's lying i don't believe he's at that wedding yeah. but it would to be fair he did not accept the question yeah he did so anyway, so mike mike wood is that his name wood yes yeah so he asked has a question about jason saab's uh weaknesses in terms of carries and and, and yardage runs and and there i didn't like it and we thought it was George because George said it on the podcast last week. But uh, Yeah, yeah.
0: essentially asked him if you like, you know, teams are targeting. This is what I like, by the way, they get asked real footy questions that hate them almost more than other ones. They actually don't want to be questioned about footy either. <laughs> but yeah. he got asked about teams have, in two weeks have developed the tactic or they've started kicking straight to Saab and pinning him down, making work out of that corner, which is nothing new. Teams always do this to wingers. But he asked Des if they thought if he had any solutions for making, you know, getting yardage again. And he's just like, repeats
1: half the question then walks out. Yeah, it was a bad <laughs> answer. The answer is all hate to throw, by the way. Get him back. Bring him home. Yeah, oh God, but, no. Like, no, but sincerely, it is funny, though. Like, right? Like, I, 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 I don't want to denigrate anybody else in, in the noble profession of, of takesmanship, but like 95% of questions that get asked at, at press conferences and at, and at you know, all ends with, with coaches are pointless and a Garbage. waste of time. Can it mate? Yeah. Or like, how many... So... Set the scene, listener. If you're watching, for whatever reason, watching a press conference, how many times is this the exact first question to the losing coach? Yeah, so Ricky, uh, yeah, not the result you wanted tonight.
0: It's not even a question. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The the boys tried hard and...
1: It's it's not even a question And it's like literally The first question of like 95% of losing press conferences And it was also in this I think it was in this Press conference actually But yeah yeah, That's a real problem for them I've never rated him Particularly highly I've never really forgiven you For saying he's better Than Alex Johnson I probably never will Um, He's the same player But but faster Oh fuck off don't do this again. Alex Johnson <laughs> was good defensively on Coates, I thought, on, on Thursday, by the way. I mean, he was in field too far for the kick. That wasn't really his fault. But other than that, I thought he... Did well, a pretty we, should, good job.
0: Actually, we should have mentioned that. We all knew Coates were going to get hands and he went there, back, or there, right? But it was like the first kick they did, it was like the Broncos did a lot of bomb and hope Xavier comes down with it. Mm. They just like, oh, let's just kick to Xavier Coates' catching height. And it yes. worked. It was well, like well, oh, that, it helped that there was no fair. South
1: player within 15 yeah, no, minutes. It was just like,
0: like straight to his hand. And he yeah, it was a there. very good kick on zero tackle too. Anyway, back yeah. to
1: this game. Roosters, absolutely fantastic. Um Blew them off the park. Um, it's not Tonto Ocho's fault. He's a great player. Let's not get silly. Um, but their forward pack is getting... It's two weeks in a row where they've been absolutely belted. And I don't really know how you fix that because it's not like they have a returning cavalry. It's not like they've got a Brandon Smith or a Christian Welch coming back. Um, mm. Not I, good.
0: I, no, they do have Schuster coming back, which fixes the middle a That's little... That's true. I, ...Bullmore yeah. off. But I, I, I did... Um, I I did enjoy in this one that, yeah, Toss Sibley's already been dropped. And then, like, I thought Alokwatu had a really good yardage game, which is rare out of him, but they just got pasted in the middle. Just absolutely pasted up the guts the entire game. Like, And they didn't get yardage from anywhere. As you said, like, Saab doesn't bring it. Garrick doesn't. None of their backs do. So when you're really stuck and bogged down, the real solution, Bungard, is moving Tom DeVoy, That's all, that's
1: yeah, why. If, if he played center, they really could have opened up one side of the field oh in this game.
0: It is the worst thing. It's the easiest and the worst thing that ever comes out of people's mouths is like the solution to fixing a team is the moving of one player. It's always yeah. that, and sometimes like it ends up happening like one and two hundred times. Like, <laughs> well, South's on Thursday night. Yes, <laughs> it worked. But it's like, but it's like, for example, for like half his crew, people said Peter Wallace should play hooker. it actually worked when he went there. It does actually work. Darren Lockyer should play five eight. That one worked out all right. But then, like most of them don't. Like (laughs) like like like, Alex Thompson to play fullback. Yeah, didn't work. It's like almost everyone who has a crack at a fullback who was like Mm -hmm. a winger first never really works. How many like great fullback? Yeah, and it's just the classic way we talk about this stuff. Is that the only way? Like we seem to now analyze games is that this this comes from the top. Like Tommy has to solve this. It's like, mate, there's nothing Tommy can do right now. They're getting pounded up the guts, absolutely smashed. And it was oh. what was it, twenty-two mil at half time. and it it could have been more. It should have been just, more. They ran yeah. all over them, and like guys like, like Nat Butcher, for, for Christ's sake, scored a double, had the best he game. Of, oh, his and life. He, he did
1: put poor Tommy on skates for that second. He try. did, but put Tommy I'm on like, skates. So Tupo was Takiyaho. fantastic, by the way. He was Mate, really, Takiyaho really. Good. was
0: amazing. Tupo should have got Dalian points, but Takuaho's t- twenty-three runs to two hundred thirty-eight meters, but the first half was was like. Yeah, 160 metres in the first 15 minutes something ridiculous think- and it blew them off the park
1: So on to Bojevic right because I, I, I mm. tweeted about this during the game and it got a lot of traction like as far as you know as far as my pretty tweets go and I did get a few responses usually actually pretty polite people but I did get a few responses that thought I was like having a go at Tom and saying Always. like oh no he's a champion player I'll bounce back. and to be fair to those people when I replied to them saying man I'm not trying to have a go at him what I'm saying is the peeling back of the rules combined with the inability of his forward pack to get anything going means he's not going to be as good as he was last year. And I, then I would add, I also don't think Cody Walker is going to have 46 tries this year. Like yeah. things just won't be as good as they were last year. And then people kind of accepted that as being true. But the reason I may bring that up is because i, I and we did talk about this as well, like privately, but I am worried a little bit with how sort of Americanized the sort of viewpoints we have towards certain players are getting. And it seems yeah. to be getting worse like this idea european football as well for that matter but like this idea that everyone is either the best or they're a fraud and yeah. there is no in between like tom torrejo is a fraud now he's a one season wonder because he's had two quiet games in a team that got the shit kicked out of them both times and guess what if you swap james Tedesco and tom torrejo in this game do you think the result's any different because it's not it's yeah. the exact same outcome and um I don't know why it's happening. It's, I guess it's just sort of the American culture, like the NBA and stuff that like is, is very ingrained in how we watch sport now. I guess it's playing a part because all those shows, you watch those shows, you watch Stephen A. Smith, you watch Skip Bayless, that's all they talk about is... And they, guys, they boil the, team sports down sport. into
0: one person, which yeah. is just not and, an accurate and thing and for any it's, team it's, sport. It's
1: disingenuous in basketball when there's five people in the field and it's much more ridiculous in rugby league when there's 13 guys in the field another four rotating in off the bench. And so we're, we're at this point now where we're sitting here having to say that the guy who won the Daly M last year and had 75 tries is still, He's good. still good.
0: What's it like last year, mate, I made those points and I had lots of arguments last year about it, that I wasn't trying to say Tommy wasn't having an amazing season, but I refused to accept it was the best season I've ever seen from a player because the sport was broken. We've already seen the reverse of taking that one of those rules away, how much closer the game got the sport was broken. And whilst they wanted to bring the little band Mac, they actually turned up to Max, the big athletic man. Lots hmm. of them scored it. Like, Fafita had his way when he wanted it. Tommy had it all the time. What, they broke the sport. But it also helped to lean into that stupid thing of, like, you know, Tommy Turbo. He's The whole team is Tommy. Everything's him. Whatever. And it just doesn't work like that. And rugby league especially doesn't work like that. I didn't see this other game on TV, but we were at the game for the Broncos one. And I heard that all Michael Ennis could say the entire fucking game was you had to get the border to Katoni Staggs. Why? Yeah. He's good. He is good. But <laughs> he is a good the- player. The Broncos won that game by going left. Like they found a weakness and went, they didn't have much ball. The later, also but,
1: dropped a ball. The line. Yeah.
0: But they, they, they won that game because they found a weakness. They exploited it, went the other way and, and they, and they won. And yeah. it does not mean that Tony Staggs was underused or not good. But we're in that stupid take side. It's about the superstars about this. And I know the game needs superstars and they will have plays, but it really, as you said, it gets ridiculous when you watch these games, and you hear the cycle around it and two games from Tommy Turbo, the answer to Manley's problems, moving Tommy Turbo, you know, the, the Broncos would have, I don't know, won by more if they gave the ball to Tony Staggs. No. <laughs> like it's a team sport and the guys who played it should know better.
1: Yeah. It, it, it it's, it's, I, I, it probably will get worse before it gets better, just because I think people will be spoiled by what we saw last year in terms of offensive output mm-hmm. from a lot of these mm-hmm. guys. Like, yeah, Cody Walker has not had a good start to the year. And I'm the biggest Cody Walker fan in the world. And I'll, I'll admit that, that he hasn't. But even Cody Walker has a year this year where he is as good. If he plays as well as he played last year, he's going to have like 10 fewer tri He's going like few. <laughs> to like, have like five fewer line
0: breaks. A good year would be 20 line break uh, tri from Cody this year then. you know yeah. That's what the numbers were like for ages. But it's got ruined by last year. But, yeah. yeah, like, and so that's...
1: now we're, as I say, we're sitting here now having to tell people actually, Tom Dvoyevich is still really, really good, and it's probably have not to have... his fault because they're forward, but some of their forwards had 20 meters at half time in this game. Like, yeah, I think you posted some to of the stats, last like, year. Tom very, Teller, very isn't very the best forward.
0: player of all time, as always, to say that last year. It's like he's just a and... very good footballer, one of the best in the and, game and, currently.
1: And, and, and people go, I'll oh, move into center, and I, I don't really want to give those people even the time of day, but I'd just like to ask why. What do you think would fundamentally change if you did that? You think suddenly Sipley is going to, start breaking off 12 metres of carry because they're going to have too many yeah. guys worried about Tom Tavoyevich hanging out on an edge. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, none of this yeah, makes I, any sense.
0: I, I did see someone that, I can't remember who said it on our Discord, did so Jake Tavoyevich sue Peter Volandis for the damage he's done to his career? I said the rules, I think I said you? that. I think <laughs> he should. that was me. I should take him no, to it court. was me. It was
1: me. I said there should <laughs> be, be just, a class action.
0: It should be. Just when Jake Tavoyevich and the other Jake big guys. Jason past.
1: Tamalolo. Um, <laughs> a couple other guys. They'll march on City Hall. Um, should, but yeah but, uh, and and again
0: yeah. he's now a guy i have derod him for it, oh, his whole career that he was never as good as people said he was just because he could pass he's now got people thinking he's not good enough for first grade it's like mate you Which take him out of that lane, ridiculous you, you take him out and you with and replace him with two see how shit they go if they remove jake to i you know i know like, he's never been about having big impactful carries mm. you take him out the ball moves worse the defense gets worse in the middle and you're playing with another lump. They're just lump- like a lot of these big lumps. What's
1: all the good teams have in common? They have at least one forward who can move the ball well. Yeah, like they all do. Storm have Storm have cheese. Souths have Cam Murray. The Roosters have Victor Radley. Penrith have all of their forwards. Like Broncos like, have
0: Patrick Carrigan. Yeah, <laughs> trick trick, yeah. Carrigan. trick Carrigan. Trick
1: yeah. Carrigan. Yeah. And, uh,
0: well, I mean, Christian Welch was passing the ball all year last yeah. year. You know, he's good at that too. But yeah, just it's interesting. I don't, I don't know though when you watch Manly play this. Poorly, the first two weeks mm. with the rule changes. Mm. And before last year, we thought they were a bottom eight team. We did think that. And I'm now thinking, am I, even though I picked them to pick like fifth or sixth this year? It's like, geez, I actually think they're back to that level. I don't know. After they see some more after see Schuster back and yeah. see them play some like this week, they get to play. The Bulldogs, Bulldogs will they, see there. Well, if
1: they don't win that, then it's time to very, very, very much start worrying.
0: It's time to be very concerned there. Uh, but it's not been great.
1: We didn't talk much about the Roosters, but I mean, what do you want to say? They were, they, were, they were excellent. They were.
0: Sam Walker was fantastic in that first half. He just does some stuff that you're not supposed to do, you know. And I know I kept hearing every, every all the uh, creativities out of the young halves, and they're all dead and buried, with it, but he was fantastic. And yeah, he just... um. Plays through his own song sheet. Uh, Sam Walker does try tries. He's a lot like I'd say, like influence from his, his his um his father and his family that doesn't does not give a shit about what he's supposed to do. He does what he wants to do in that moment, and because he genuinely executes, we love it. You know, other halves you take risks and they don't come off it looks terrible. But Walker has the skill to execute things that that, that he does, and like some, the well, the weird kick he put in this game was awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was, and yeah, I'm kind of worried about Friday. I think we might lose. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, doesn't matter. It's just booty. All right. Saturday. Um we had some games. Uh the the first game was the only game I saw a lot of. I was at an engagement party for the next two. So you have to take most of Shark Seals. But um yeah, this game was good, I thought. Again, Titans did their best to piss it away. Um <laughs> I, I I don't Jeez. under I don't know what to make of them. I don't understand. Like, how do they look like the best team in the comp for like 15 minutes every single week and then the rest of the time you wonder if they're a first grade quality franchise i don't, know. I, and I even don't this understand game, so
0: people so people hammering Jaden campbell for how he played and this and again he's a young player he's gonna have bad games they're gonna happen like he's only been, he was only in queensland cup for the first time last year he wasn't even in queensland cup the year before last like he was in a grade the year before that he's gonna make mistakes and the way to deal with them is you got to learn on the fly, mate. Like, yeah, he didn't make, he had some good moments in the game, too. He had bad moments with people roasting him. It's like he wasn't costing them anything. It didn't cost them the game, whatever. Let him learn on the fly. And they had some more nice moments. Like, they, they, they figured out a couple of shapes where they get on the left hand side, they get Brimson into a fullback position. Like the, the long pass he threw for, uh, whose try was it? Sammy's try, for example. They actually had Campbell come in the second receiver. And he got Brimson a bit further out, and they got him into a fullback position where he's more comfortable playing. That was great. The first try that uh, Brimson set up with Matt Lodge taking a nap, and uh, and Bo firm Ferma supporting him. It was it was a cracking try as well. You have those moments, and then you have moments like just the what was like the ten minutes before half time, just disgraceful, just terrible. That is like the the Warriors were awful for thirty minutes, and then went into halftime ahead.
1: Okay. Yeah, I, that's it makes no sense The Titans make no sense
0: And then, everyone knows my opinion on the Warriors But yeah, new Haas pairing And it's new again this week Ash Taylor was dreadful Like, uh, I, was yeah. a, I was an Ash believer And Ash, when do we stop? Uh,
1: it's, like, it's over
0: Yeah, Cody Cody karima is a better player than him right now And he was last week And he will be next week And I know you like having the the... Ash Taylor sounds really nice, like on paper. You know, traditional number seven. Get him a good kicking game, can pass. You know, get him out there, see the boys around, and he'll be great. And this game, he could not have wanted to steer the boys around less. Mm. Like, the end of the game, when they were coming back into it, he was throwing cutouts left, right, and center, which some, they make yardage sometimes, but he was shirking responsibility. He was getting the ball and making it someone else's problem. And when Rocco Berry kicked that ball away with five minutes to go, stupid mistake it was but we don't seem to question why the fuck the ball was in Rocco Berry's hands. Like it was a stupid decision by a young center and they're going to make stupid decisions. Sometimes when you give them, when you chuck the ball at them down with five minutes to go, that's, they're going to make dumb decisions. Right. And he, he hasn't played much league either Rocco, but they, they, they went down, they had a nice shift down the right, made it over to the over to, halfway to the Titans 40. And you think, I think, oh, gee, they might set up for a crack at a 40 minute field goal here, or they have a good end of set. You know, and Ash does get to first receiver. Wade Egan gives him the ball. And he just throws a cut out, like three people to the left edge, and then, and then stands still. Legitimately, throws the cut out, then stands still as the team pushes forward. And it's like, what the fuck are you doing, Ash? We all get, everyone yelled at Rocco Berry after that, right? Rocco did keep the ball away, but Ash Taylor stood on the right edge of the field, stood still, threw the ball away one tackle left, down by two with five minutes to go. If you as a 27-year-old halfback with over 100 games of first-grade experience, don't want to own the game then, you never will want to own the game. And he didn't want it, and that's it. It's like, we're going to roast Rocco for the fuck-ups, but I was disappointed a lot in Ash Taylor with the guy who's had a lot of opportunity to be better in those moments.
1: Beat Cody Walker for Rookie of the Year. Sorry? Still not over it. He said he beat Cody Walker
0: for Rookie of the Year. Still not over it. it It's like, would you not? There's two options there for me, right? Because again, there's still like four or five minutes left It's not full desperation No, it's not It's like either we have this crack at 40 meter field goal So it's get as at the ball I thought he goes and hit the ball And then send one forward up the guts And have a crack from 40 It's either that yeah. Or it's putting a good kick to the corner A good bomb will compete for this ball Pin him down, hope they drop it Or we you know we go up and we bat it back Instead it's like Go that way and see what happens, fellas You got it Yeah. Oh, I did my um, head in
1: yeah. All right. Uh, uh, the next game.
0: Yeah, uh, this, no, the one last thing on that game too. After yeah. the game, we all know the the brownie garbage he always does. And how – I think this might be the dumbest thing he's ever said. Though We're Not dumbest, sorry. The least impressive thing he's ever said when he said he's not here to develop players anymore. He wants wins. Mate, you never stop developing players. You can't say like that's it. Like you can find quotes of the best coaches in the yeah. world who are developing thirty-four-year-olds, mate. You are—you're always developing players. That is your job to make players better.
1: Wayne Bennett spent the last two years developing Mark Nichols. Like
0: nah, he wants wins. They're mutually exclusive, Bungard. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> his 2 say The snake. This snake also, people have formed through his garbage in years. He's happy to lose when he apparently is developing players, but you can't do both at the same time. You can't does, win. So you not develop. think that
1: maybe having more good players would help get more wins? Because if I was mm-hmm. a coach, I would try yeah. to make my players better so they won more games.
0: Yeah, I know all the good teams are like, you know, there was a quote, I think someone replied on those traits that Jurgen Klopp was talking about still developing some of these good players. Like, mm. no, I believe when Klopp won the first Premier League. He's like, well, I've achieved it all. The boys are That's at it. the ceiling. That's it. We wrap it up. That's Back it. Back it up. No, <laughs> no. It was bad. But yeah, Titans yeah. are a better, it's a better side for like, Fifty minutes are pretty good. Mm. Thirty minutes are pretty bad. There they a lot of such depth a now though, too, which is weird. They too. do have oh, a lot really.
1: of depth. They got Jermaine Osako today, which that was very good. funny. Didn't the fucking uh, scoop merchants get absolutely sent to the shops and back today?
0: That was really funny how that happened because like for I weeks i talking about going there, and there hasn't been a single person who said he was going to the Titans. Not one. And bang, there he is at the Titans. I don't understand it at all. Think the Eels thing uh, was fake
1: to try and suss out a leaker.
0: Uh, I don't think so I think the Eels The Eels interest was at least genuine Yeah They need a winger And It's a very weird move
1: I don't even know if he's in first grade at Gold Coast
0: Mm -mm. I don't think so Maybe they I don't know but I don't know the machinations of it all yet. We'll get more of that in the coming days I firstly don't love Brisbane Letting him go Because we're actually Trying to compete for the 8 this year and I know he, he's not in our best 17 and I don't want him ever to play on the wing again for the Broncos, but currently to me, he's our best backup one, you know, for one yep. or two week stretch, he'd be our best backup one. So I don't love it, but maybe they'll use that money. And I think the next report already is that we're trying to use it to, to resign Herbie, which I'm fine with whatever, but yeah, it just seems weird that if, if he was you know, on even ground, which I'm guessing it was that he would choose the Titans over the Eels. I know you don't want to leave Brisbane, I guess but still it's like you'd rather just play queensland cup for a year than go to a team that might be in the you know top 4 or top 6 side you know on play on the wing and start every week
1: hmm. i guess um we, i yeah i don't know like I, I he definitely plays more first grade at paramatta right well
0: yeah he'd be well, he'd be starting this weekend yeah. honestly he'd start this weekend maybe next and then at least till Mike Sevo's back. Well, I think he's better than Bailey Simonson. And I don't love it. I agree. Man.
1: So he probably um, plays the whole year there. Better work. Yeah, same. Uh, well, I mean, so I mean, is Corey Thompson injured for the Titans or is he is he out of the pecking order? Like what's he's the pecking injured. order there? He's so he injured. comes he's- back, right? And it'll be him and Sammy, right? You'd think so. And okay. look,
0: Sammy's not locked in either. Maybe Marju takes a spot. I don't know, but yeah. And the Sarko can c- compete with Sammy and Margie, but why? I
1: guess. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, it seems like you've got a very straightforward path to first grade if you go to Parramatta. Maybe you didn't want to leave yeah. Queensland. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, Mitchell, next game, the two teams of the pod, they did battle. Um, <laughs> and my boy Heath Ledger grabbed that game with two hands and fucking kicked it through the sticks to win it. Um, I didn't He's see... much better I this week. The, uh, We watched the last two minutes... Uh, at the at the engagement party on my phone, like me and a couple of the boys, so I saw the end of the game and that's it. I saw that fuckwit in the stands waving his scarf around. Fuck him. Well, uh, at one um,
0: point, Nico Hines had his ankles broken by Sean Lane. That wasn't a great look.
1: That's a bad. That's a, a bad very look for my money Nico But
0: he was actually he was much better this entire game, and I think he must have got a spray about finishing sets. As we spoke about it last week, because it was a couple of yeah, times yeah, he yeah. early as well. But I mean, this I feel like it's one of those games that the scoreboard kind of flatters the eels and the Sharks would have been real hard done by to go home with the loss, considering that they end up scoring four tries to two, for Christ's sake. But before that last try, they were down after after scoring more tries. And the tries that the, the Eels had scored, I mean, Mitch Moses pulled one out of his ass, individual brilliance at halftime with that, with that chip. That was fantastic. But the Sharks were dominant for almost this whole fixture for mine. And you can see, like, once they pulled out Ryan Madison from, from lock for the, for the Eels, and then you had Nathan Brown Underdone coming back, you can already see the 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 um, holes left there, and it's starting to feel again more like old rugby league. That yeah, losing a couple of middles actually really matters. Like last year, it feels like teams could put anyone there, it didn't really matter. But yeah, that really impacted them. And then the idiot Ray Stone came on, did his best. The game was pretty much over. Gave away a dumb penalty, and then he's the one who kind of screwed the goal line defense for for the trial that scored at the end. That guy like, we know it happens. I don't know how it keeps happening in sport when there's supposed to be smart people involved, but he had, like, two good games last year when he played tough. But he belongs in that same basket as, like, Keegan Hipgrave and Jack Havington. these frauds who just play aggressive and old school, and they get careers out of it. Ridiculous. Like, he's already got a contract for next year.
1: Mm. Should Teague Wilton have been on the field to score the winning try? <laughs> should have been in jail after targeting <laughs> Mitch Moses brutally.
0: Yeah, should have been in prison, mate, apparently. But, yeah, the um, I also like the Sharks like that their rotation's a bit better in this game, I thought, anyway, like, they got, on, they lost him all to Tarlo, and that obviously reshuffled it, things. But I like like Talakai played big minutes and played really well. You know, it, it helps Finucan, It was great. And I think some some Sharks fans are real defensive over Fanukan, and I don't think anyone's knocks on Fanukan was gonna It was going to be this year of the contract, right? Most people are like saying it's just a long contract for that guy. I don't think anyone anyone's going to say he's washed up right now, but he was really good in this game, and Hamlin were there this game as well. I think I just think they were all dominant and. Uh, It was real lucky
1: for the Eels they're up with the minute to go. Mm. All right. Um, The next game, I didn't see again. uh, It wasn't one I cared to go back and look at the footage of, given the lopsidedness of the scoreline. But uh, Campo acted like James Schiller had killed his family when I spoke to him on Sunday. So how did he play in this game?
0: (sighs) Well, obviously, again, it's not just his fault they lost. But it's one of those ones that he genuinely in the, at least I'll say the last five years, he might be the worst player I've seen picked outside of crisis. Like we went, to, it,
1: we went, we saw Jade Ockermore play on the next day.
0: Yeah. He's worse than Jaden Ockermore. Wow. Right okay. All right. Like do, he, okay. He, he played the full game on the wing mate. It had four runs with 17 meters. So he That's played, lost 14 minutes, but like, I can't figure out how he got in there. You know, the first game he played the whole game, 56 meters, you know, that the, the first try, Maui Tuolangi scores. He gets that. There's not even overlap. There's not. And if Shilla just pushes Tuolangi, he goes into touch, but he doesn't. Tuolangi just runs like through him and scores. It's like okay. And then the next one, they score. Um, the the, the bomb that the hammer uh, scores off of Shilla is in. You could confuse on the wing, not knowing where to stand, and then doesn't run any blockers or anything. They just watch a bomb go up and it gets one on one in the air. Hammer beats Nickel uh, Cookstar. And he's obviously not the reason they lost this game, but I was trying to think of a worse player I'd seen. And it doesn't mean he's going to be a bad player, but just the least prepared, I feel like, to be on that field. Mm. Maybe he turns into a good one, but I can't figure out how he got picked because sometimes these guys happen right. Dude, you heard it from nowhere. They get picked for round one and they go out and you're like, oh shit, he's all right. How the hell did James Schiller get on the field? And it can't be because Brett Mullins is his uncle.
1: It can't be. I know that you'd like to take the jokes at his expense, but like Jared Croker's there.
0: Oh, he's—I mean, Croker's hurt, right? So he's better than Schiller. But Savage is the 18th man. Yeah, I understand the big Rapan one. is out. Savage is not worse than Schiller on on the wing. Like Schiller was terrible, but it wasn't just that. Like Tom Starling had a stinker, and that's probably mm-hmm. not helped the Raiders' news this week. But he had a stinker starting. They 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 were just garbage all over the field. Like Matt Frawley, we all know what Matt Frawley is. Whiten was back to who, you know, the bad Matt Whiten and, and the whole forward pack got trampled, mate. Like, I think, mean, I think mean, red horse at like Corey Horsburgh is probably him and Tarpity and Pap- uh, Papali, only ones who can hold their heads high from the Raiders after this game. I mean, everyone else was garbage. And it's round yeah. two. They played like a team in like round 20 and they're like, yeah, they're, this is, this is done.
1: Right. So should we talk about the Hodgson news? Obviously devastating. Uh, Unless yeah, you have more know. from
0: this game to talk about, because I don't know really what. I mean, lot, to be the, the Cowboys, uh, they won, and I, I don't think they're particularly impressive. If you give me. they played solid like they did the week before, sure. but I feel like it was more they won just through attrition. Like they they scored their last three tries. Like it was a bomb that the hammer out uh, jumped. clockstad of for the Cole felt tries a pass that misses Hiku and Kiku kicks along the ground, and the last one's another bomb that Jeremiah, Jeremiah Nano gets gets in the end. I'm not saying they count for less. Obviously, of kicks count for the goddamn, so I'm not an idiot like that, but they didn't really put points on, if you get me. They didn't look like they were going to score very much. Like, they worked upfield. The four pack was solid, but they didn't really look like they were going to break this, the Raiders down. The Raiders were there to be beaten.
1: Right. Okay. Well, we have a lot of Raiders fans on the show. I do feel bad for them, and I especially feel bad for them given the news that Josh Rodson... Watson- uh, he's his ACL and has played his last game for the club because, of course, he's moving to Parramatta next year. Um, devastating news for them, for him. And they're a club that's in a little bit of trouble now for the rest of this year.
0: Yeah, I think, like, long-term, getting rid of him was probably the right call. He's coming off the boil and, and all that. But sometimes in sports, your attachment to players doesn't matter about right call. And I guess I didn't fully understand the remaining attachment to Josh Hodgson from the Raiders fans until... He was ruled out for the rest of the season, and it just—you can see—he's attached in to the Raiders fans and community. He's attached to the resurgence of the Raiders. Really, he was the first guy, the first genuine good player that, that joined them after like losing Milford and whatever. And that was that year, and they you know brought in Austin. I forget the other one, but he was the first genuine superstar they brought in. And other things happened after that, and things went from there. And Hodge, it was Hodgson's team for like five years. He ran the show everything good and everything bad happened to happen because of Josh Hodgson. So it's, it's tough for, for them to know he's leaving and they thought they had a farewell season. He got injured. Wasn't that bad. He'd be back in a few weeks and then goes back to training and they found a partial, partial ACL tear, which um, usually like the internal physio, uh, he, he um, posts in his Patreon that they're 95% accurate or so ACL tear test so this is the 5% inaccuracy I guess that uh he felt found they found a partial ACL tear and they did the thing that they could have waited it out like when it's like a partial you know sometimes teams like just wait it and the guy plays like eight weeks later or similar like Matt Lodges was like that for Brisbane a couple of years ago but uh it was best thing for you know his long-term health and his longevity to let him have surgery and I guess if he was younger they might have not done that but at his age, it was like, had surgery. And that's it. That's his last game for the Raiders. And it's a funny one because it's a bitter pill for two fan bases right now because yeah, that's terrible news for the Raiders and terrible news for the Eels because they're going to be getting an older hooker off an ACL reconstruction to replace current superstar Reed Marnie. Not
1: a good bit of business from Paramount. And they're not catching anywhere near enough slack as they should be for it, to be honest. Oh, they'll um, be getting roasted like next it'll, year. It'll come. It'll come. Every time Reed plays well for the
0: Bulldogs, it'll be how they let him go.
1: All right. Uh, let's move on to another uh, basket case, and that is the West Tigers. Uh, they Ugh. went down, was it 26 4, 26 6 in the end? I can't remember. Not important. They got a late try to get off the zero, but um, God, they were absolutely atrocious.
0: Yeah. What did I put in our, in our Discord? The moment they had two players ruled out, I was like, I put in there, I'm never more certain than, than now that the T- Knights are going to win mm. because the legs were given up to the Tigers. But, yeah, t- we said the, the Raiders were bad. The Tigers were already put in the worst performance of the season, I think, in this game. And they definitely look the same as they did the end of last year, that they didn't want to play for Madge. And I don't care what they said in the offseason. I don't care what they said on TV. I don't care that people say, but who else is out there? This team is goddamn bad. He's had years. They're bad under him. There's the salute. What's the way out? No one seems to have the answer out other than keeping Madge. It's like, What's he going to do? One week, they're just going to play well? Or you guys will keep losing? Like the-
1: um- uh, look, I don't know. I, it, it's, it's really tough to work out, but like, I, I mean, I wrote, I wrote about them today and basically, uh, I mean, obviously I have a lot of experience with Michael Maguire teams as a South fan, but I, I wrote today that, you know, Maguire was a fantastic coach throughout those in his first three seasons with the club. But at a certain point, that hardline approach, that yelling constantly, mm-hmm. that all that stuff that wears a squad down. And, and by the end of his South tenure, the players had had enough of him. And they fizzled out, not making the finals in the last two years. He was there. They only limped into the finals in 2015, and they got pumped by the Sharks of all teams. Um, And then that was the end of it. And so the Tigers are now in their fourth year of the Maguire tenure, but they're only getting the bad bits of the Rabbitohs tenure, without the like the dizzying highs of finishing in the top four and winning a comp. Like they didn't get that part. They went straight to the bad part. And I don't really know how this. And I've wanted... I love Michael McGuire. I want him to do well. I've wanted him to do well since the day he went there. We like the Tigers. We know, we're know we friends with a lot of their fans. I grew up in that area. I went to school in that area. Like, got a lot... A big soft spot for them. But this is not going to work. It's not working. And it's I... over. And, and, and if you're going to get... And they've actually made some really good signings next year already. Like, Kurosawa and Papali, are great signings. But... I don't think Michael Maguire is the man that should be there to greet them at, at the gates of Concord in I, October. Man, nobody
0: played well in this game for them. Hastings had one or two good moments filled with garbage around it. Nobody played well.
1: None of their five captains <laughs> yeah. stood
0: Even like Stefano Itakamaru, who's been really good for them the last year, he didn't play well. It was like, again, we, I said this last year, like five rounds ago, it's like this was their sack the coach performance. They're doing it every week. It's week two. If they, if they lose to the Warriors this week, it might be it. They might punt him. But I don't the the reason to keep a coach is never because who else is out there? It's it's we don't know coach again. It's, and even if we do, it doesn't yeah. matter. It's like who else is out there? These 10 could be better could be better coached by nobody at this point. When when guys are really off coaches or really off how things are working, just to freshen, shaken up and enjoying training makes them play better. It's not a complicated sport. Like it's like any motivation. If you don't like a boss at work, you you perform worse
1: and yes and then if the boss leaves and you get a new boss and you like your new boss you do more work yeah. and maybe right. some of the like a lot of them probably do like match
0: you know but does it's not working whatever he's doing is not working and yeah overall I don't I don't buy that and it's like this team like if you put these teams on paper next to each other like people like the knights not only lost Ponga the day before lost uh, Dave Klemmer on the day. They are already without Daniel Saifidi. There are team people predicted to, to get the spoon. They have... Mm-hmm. Who was great, by the way. Adam Kloon was great. At Adam Kloon's a halfback who nobody cares about. You know, they've got Kurt Mann at lock. Like, and the bench, Matt Croker. You know, like, not to tradition, but it's, it's a nobody's team, it looks like, on paper. And they were class for the full game. And you're going to tell me that it's like... It's just the players? Like mm. I can't I never I always hate that stuff, mate. That people think coaches don't do Coaches Isn't out
1: there missing the tackles, mate. It's like you it kind of is, though. Like, if, yeah. you, if you fucking hate your coach, you might just try like 10% less but hard. It's, it's like, the reverse of the
0: Wayne Bennett effect, right? It's everyone like smashes him for salt in the earth, but it's because he was a great coach and teams are worse with w- worse coaches. Every team was worse without Wayne Bennett because he's a great coach.
1: Yes. <laughs> you know, it's not a concept.
0: It's, it's not. And I think Madge, is much like Paul Green, that I don't think they're the greatest coaches, but I do think if they have a veteran team with strong leaders who, with guys like... Like, he could not be a Luke Brooks head coach. Like, Paul Green had Thurston. Madge had Adam Reynolds. You know, Madge had Greg Inglis. Paul Green had uh, Matt Bowen. Yeah. You know, and then Michael Morgan. Yeah.
1: Like, and then both like of those had, teams had forward leaders. You got Gavin Cooper, yeah, Jason yeah, Tamalolo. Did. Like, Good South Sam St. Burgess. Yeah.
0: So the stuff that they're not very good at, like the creative attacking stuff and the other things, that gets taken care of. But if you then you can yell when you have to some weeks, which is not very often. Every few weeks, when the teams let you down, the spray works and you instill strong defense. And then the points come from somewhere because they got the guys. The The Tigers' attack is just disgusting. It's just, and it has been bad for years. Like Adam Dewey looks like setting things up, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe he can be that type of player one day. He's not that player yet. And he's missing and this is what they look like. And
1: I don't think his um, kicking game will ever be good enough to no. be the dominant playmaker in a team. I no. think he's, his his ceiling to, to, to me play. his ceiling to me is like off brand Cody Walker. Yeah. Which is a very... That's not a, That's not meant to be a slight on him, by the way. But that's yeah. just how I see his best trajectory the going. Guy out the back and, of
0: shape, do it, finishing off plays and, and the last pass, whatever.
1: I have defended Luke Brooks for so long. And I don't really know why at this point. I just have always wanted to see him outside of this team. And maybe we will in a few weeks. Because he still wants to leave. Yeah. And he must be kicking himself that he didn't get that move to Newcastle. Because, I mean, Adam Clemson played great. But... With that team around him, the way they're playing, with the way Jake Clifford's playing, Luke Brooks must be looking at Adam Clune and going, "Man, I could have, I could have had your life this year." Well, uh, and I did, instead, uh, yeah. Somehow, I ended
0: up on Adam Clune Island in preseason, telling anyone he told me he sucked that he's actually not that bad. <laughs> it's been, what it's it's like, it was such a
1: it was such a weirdly strong opinion. Like it, people, like who had enough tape on Adam Clune being like but making like, like I watched him for the Dragons. Like he was okay. He's fine. He was fine. Like he was all right. He was in, and, like, the Sean O'Sullivan basket. Like, he was okay. Yeah. He wasn't, and like, main, making... Yeah. Cat, he wasn't, like, a Lachlan Lewis making catastrophic errors every week or Carl Flanagan, like, just shitting the bed. Like, he wasn't doing any of that thing. He was just okay in a pretty meh Dragons team.
0: Exactly and, right, mate. And, and this team, they moved the ball better without Pierce there, and he's part of that. But, yeah, the, the, but, the mate, Luke Brooks, like, the same thing as always is still there, mate. I've said this for years. Like, there is no worse playmaker in the NRL on the back of a line break. Like after your team's broken the line, <laughs> yeah,
1: it's true, the
0: other team is defense is scattered, and then the halfback gets to like first receiver. There is no one worse at putting points on the board in that moment you, than you. Luke Brooks. And he did it in this
1: game. We're at the pub and I said, he's gonna fuck this. And he did. Yeah, and you're right. And, and you know what you know what it actually looks like when he gets the ball after a line break? It looks like when a prop has somehow found himself as the support yeah. runner, like to a line break and he doesn't know what to do, except yeah. he's supposed to know what to do, and yeah, he should was- know what to do. So Payton's so, made know.
0: this long break and he gets to Brooks and he picks the ball. He gets the ball, whatever. And there's a scattered Knights line, and there's like an overlap. And all he has to do is take like three steps forward and pass it a guy to his right. Instead, he throws a long cut out to Luciano Lua in the centres, which he's only in there because like obviously it's been a break. But he's not going to beat his man one on one with space to Luch in, in in out there. And that's it. They dies. They get a penalty. They score the next set. But it's like that's the stuff that while well, people look at Luke Brooks's tries end of the year, whatever, and some of these okay numbers. He still hasn't fixed that shit. And maybe it's somewhere else where he goes, he doesn't play the dominant seven role, but it's again, just like Madge. Don't ask me who else is going to be there. It's, we've seen enough of that guy at that club. We've seen enough of Luke Brooks at the Tigers. He's been through not, not, not multiple regimes, multiple hookers, multiple Haas partners. It's, hasn't really had a good year by the one.
1: It's just kind of sad that the Tigers had Moses Brooks Tedesco. And Tedesco's gone on to be the best player in the world. And Mitch Moses has gone on to be a top three, three halfback right now. Yeah, probably. definitely. Yeah. And Brooksy is just not not, not it, unfortunately. Yeah. And I want him to do well. He seems like a nice dude. Whenever I've spoken to, him, he's been a nice dude. Like, yeah. But it's just it's just not it. Um Newcastle making a run for team of the pod. We haven't decided yet we've because we've vetoed each other's just can't, several times. Like,
0: they're close, but I just can't do it because I still don't like enough of their fans. That's, That's just fair. a fact. You hate it. <laughs> Yeah, well, no, no it's, it's, yeah. it's close. Like, I like to separate the fan from the team, hmm. but it's just like it's, <laughs>
1: we're really running out of options. Yeah, they might it's, it's, <laughs> really it's are. A, it's a gap Yeah, It's very, they're
0: very close, <laughs> though. They I'll, I'll probably, maybe a couple of weeks, we might do it. I just have to calm down again a little, but uh, yeah. Um, but they, they look, they're just playing great footy, just dominant really across are. the park. Like, Gag has been great, Dom Young being sensational on that wing, Tyson Brazil, right edge has been his two best games of the night. I think maybe two best games um, in a
1: couple of years. I feel good with about five and a half of my top eight picks right now. Yeah. I don't know it's only been two weeks. I uh, probably I would literally right now drop Manly out for Newcastle if I could, because I have the Knights ninth. And yeah, I've got Knights, Knights half, as well. The half is the Titans and the Dragons. I had the Titans in, but I think maybe the Dragons could be better. Well,
0: I, yeah. I had the Broncos and you know, I still feel very comfortable with that one, obviously. Yeah, and then Never I had, um the Knights ninth. Um, but yeah, and Jake Clifford. Again, that's a guy. I know this is probably there was a time in Luke's books career that we thought similar things about him. Lots of tools. Will he ever figure it out? Kind of thing. And we thought that for Clifford a couple of years at the Cowboys, and the Cowboys never really backed him in. But geez, he got the ball on a string right now. Like the couple of they tries I scored in this game when he went back down the short side on last tackle. That's a guy who's like feeling himself. Hey, that's a confident the current player.
1: Current leader.
0: Yeah, he's been awesome. And um, yes. and that was when when Ponga was ruled out too. I was tell, again, I picked. I stayed with the Tiger, uh, the Knights. I picked the Knights. Like. This is not the Knights of three years ago. They can win without Kalen, and they did. Mm. And whilst Hoy isn't fantastic, again, this is not the NBA. It's not like when LeBron James injured and the Lakers can't win. You know, It's not the NBA. It's not the NFL. If your quarterback goes down like one player in the NFL from a good team, like we've seen with Nathan Cleary, we are seeing with Kalen Pongan now, we saw with the Storm without uh, Harry Grant round one and without Munster, without Brandon Smith round two, good teams can still win football games without their best players. And the night, the knights did that in this one, and the Knights yeah. never looked like pretty much after the game got kicked off. It was like, oh yeah, this everyone was wrong, everyone was dumb. We, we, know, we was lost like, interest <laughs> in that
1: game very quickly. Um, it did. And the final game of the round, uh at at Stadium Australia, um, the Kevolution rolls on. A corner Stadium my ass. I'm not calling it that. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Refuse. It's like oh, actually, Cherry Evans said, oh, "I can't wait to welcome the fans back to Four Pines." On the weekend in his post, that's just like, yeah, just say, Brooke yeah, he Bale. would. He loves a sponsor. What are they, what are they gonna do? Not that you think they're not gonna pay you? What are you gonna are you just call it? fucking Brookvale daily, mate, you on. know? He
0: calls he calls it Harvey Norman's state of origin, you know?
1: <laughs> 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 he loves to sponsor yeah. Evans, mate. Uh, a it, up, it, it upset me, but yeah, I'm not. He didn't say Brookie, cards, he said, no, he said four, four pines. pines, he said back to oh. four pines with the fans. anyway. Back at Accor with the fans, we were there. Um, With the comically large new screen that is just a gigantic waste of a lot of real estate. It should be good
0: eventually, but it sucks right now.
1: It does, and yeah, your boys—they did it. um, Stats-wise, the Bulldogs dominated like everything that mattered, except you know, points, Um, baby—the one that works. And you talked five or six games ago. We were talking about targeting weaknesses. The Bulldogs have a very clear weakness in Jade Ocklenbaugh on that right wing. It took Brisbane a little while to work it out, but in the second half, they just got Hubert Farnsworth in that in that, in that that little pocket of space mm-hmm. a couple of times, and it won in the game. I and think, honestly, like- watching it back, that try probably should have been disallowed. It was an obstruction, I think, but um, they just didn't disallow it for whatever reason. Maybe they saw Ocklenbaugh's defensive, like, no, that's so bad, we're going to ignore it.
0: Yeah, um, I think there's also the, the bit of milking in the contact, I believe, or whatever it was, but... Um, I can't remember whether Anasley spoke about it today where they gave it but it's one of those games that well, good teams could have won like this last year or the year before but I love this game because bad teams haven't been able to win like this for a little while you haven't been able to like grind out a win because you couldn't defend your goal line for like two sets last year your team was usually gassed and you got smashed uh, this team like Brisbane in this game they were out by 523 metres which on record I have which is like a decade of records I haven't got further back from what I'm looking up here, there's only been three teams to win away from home when they've been out-gained by 500 metres in like over a decade. So it was a pretty big watch. one. Other ones were um, the Raiders in round 26, 2015. They beat 12th-paced Eels. And South beats Manly in 2016, uh, being out-gained by 500 metres. And if you include whole teams, it happen it's happened eight times in like 10 years. But that's more like away from home, getting out game smashed like that. They had less... They had so much less possession. They had 13 less minutes of possession. (laughs) They're they're 41% of the possession. Uh, They were on their goal line. They're not on the goal line. They're in their half a lot. They somehow, they were really good at stopping the Bulldogs from getting to their goal line. There was only like 33 play the balls in the 20, which is not a lot, Mm. but they just never had the damn ball. But God, they defended well. They didn't play well, but they won moments. I felt like like it wasn't a great performance in Brisbane, but it was fucking nice to see them win playing shit. Like, they couldn't really string a lot of good sets together, couldn't hold on to the pill, gave away some silly penalties. But you saw as the game went on, you saw some of the polish come through from like Reynolds, whose kicking was really good towards the end of the game after being pretty average at the first half. You saw things like Albert Kelly's had a great start to the season, but he picked on any time the ball came to him, he picked on Lock and Ball. Like, you know, the first start of the game, that try they kicked to Corey Oates, Lock and ball was off his wing. The next try, Herbie steals the ball. Whatever. Last try, is, again they pick on and ball. And even there's a couple times in yardage, like he threw a cutout to Corey Oates, like 20 meters out from our line on like third or fourth tackle, and just like gave Oates the opportunity to beat ball one on one, and he made like 30 meters. Like, yeah, that was great. And then I thought Billy Walters was a really good when he came on too. Not that I think Passion he should be spark. our. I don't think he should be our starting hook. I think it should be Corey Pakes, and I'll stick with Turpin for a while. But like, Turpin's a passenger, man. Like he doesn't mm. do any. Like honestly, he just gets through his tackles when he has the when he's on the field doesn't look like he's doing anything active with the ball at dummy half. Never looking up, never looking to run, never really creating. Just passing the ball either way. Billy came on, ran a few times, broke the line, and even even put a really good kick into the court at one point. And a couple of times, you know, the ball was spread left, and then Billy being in the middle of the field calling for the boys to spread it back to the middle, you know, and then whatever direct play he was quite good. So I like that. And I like the fact the boys um really held their 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 try line, and and their defense most of the game. Like. Yeah. But doggies, mate, they, you can't put up 10 points with that. You can't.
1: All um, that possession. Trent Barrett got mad. I think it was fake George Clark again. Asked him about their attack being bad, and he got a little bit miffed about it. It was like, oh, we created lots of chances. It's like, did you? He had a lot of ball in the red zone. Yeah. But, yeah, what,
0: uh, chan- the that they created was the what when Naden didn't pass away. at the end. That was like yeah. it? I
1: don't know. That's what, it's what Trent Barrett said, and who are we to argue with? The Panthers attacking mastermind, um, yeah, yeah. very like their attack's just awful. It's so bad, and and Burton's a talent, but it's like yeah, yeah. Um, Adam Reynolds through the legs try is pretty cool, and then Kaitani's saved I ball. won't
0: forgive Katoni for a long time for that. I no, won't. that's fair. Was um, awesome. I
1: did, did enjoy Adam Reynolds missing his first kick of the game, which was a side conversion from the left enjoyed, line to tie the game. I enjoyed yelling at
0: you every time he had a conversion saying hey, he doesn't miss him from here. Especially when he needs him. It's a joke
1: that never gets old.
0: <laughs> for one of us.
1: So, yeah. Yeah, I
0: did enjoy calling Pangai a cat, even though he's my boy for, 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 for a whole game. You yelled at Pangai a lot. It was good. It was a yeah. good
1: thing we were in the well, Broncos section.
0: Yeah, but after the game, I looked at his numbers like, geez, those are better numbers than I thought he had, because I just called him a cat the entire game.
1: <laughs> He's one of those because games. You you're were there, telling like, Payne Haas to kill him a lot.
0: Yeah, I was. And he, and he did kill yeah. him once. And then pay, but it's one of so. those games when you're there, when you're on TV, you can't see the guys on the back play as much. There's a couple of sets Pangitis did not get back. Hey, just like mm. stood on his haunches, whatever. But yeah, there's still some holes at, at, uh, with the Bulldogs, as we know. But you can't, your tactic can't just be throw it to Burton and hope things happen. Because he's not that good yet when nothing else is happening. You know, there's going to be space created around him. And the Brisbane defensively handled it pretty well most of the game. Like, they didn't really run anything. Like, they kept going to the left and then going to the right, but they didn't really run any plays. You know, like, they didn't really look like scoring outside of, like, when they offloaded. Mm. Like, just, they're not great. And I don't know. I think Adokar, he's uh, put on the inner West five. He's not, not looking his Should they move him to center? <laughs> well, they should move Ockermore anywhere else and then move Adokar oh, yeah. somewhere else.
1: <laughs> and then, well, yeah, Duffke, Adokar can just, play both wings.
0: Dufty, directionless, Averello, poor. Like, so they were, they, a, a really, they played really well through the middle and then nothing off the back of it.
1: Which, I mean, it's a good building block, but again, like, apart from Reed Marnie, you were supposed to be getting all these attacking weapons this year. And yeah. Brett Naden didn't look great. Matt Burton was pretty good, whatever. But Donnie Burns is all right. Donnie Burns is decent. Josh can't really do anything with, without. It's hard for a winger like him. It's hard for a, yeah. pretty much any winger bar like a Ravalawa type to really put their stamp on a game when the team's going poorly. And, yeah, I don't know. Maybe he does move to fullback because Matt Dufty is not doing it. And he, I know he wants to play there and he'll get his hands on the ball. And maybe they bring back my boy Corey Allen to replace ball. I, I think those would all be positive changes. I don't know. But we'll see. We shall see.
0: Yeah, we should. But yeah, it just wasn't a great game. It was great to be back at the footy, man. Like, we got a group I of did. like nine people to go to a Sunday game, for Christ's sake. That's why we want to go back to the footy so much. Like,
1: yeah, I had a good time. We had a good time. Good. I went, where is it? We told it was probably. So we went to the bar next to the next to the stadium afterwards. The, sport, the, the kind of newish sports bar that opened like late in the season in 2019 before COVID. So I'd been there once after a game and then COVID happened. And I think I've... I don't know if I've been back to Stadium Australia since then until we went the other day. But so then... Because George Clark and I are both working at Soccer Heroes game on Thursday night. So I went, I was like, oh, I'll check and see if that pub's open to like 10 or 11 on a Thursday. Because, like, you know, I was worried it might be closed. This pub is open until 3 a.m., six days a week, every single week, regardless of whether there's sport on or not. It, it, it threw me. I, I didn't, it flabbergasted me, Mitchell. Like, why is this pub that, again, is next to Stadium Australia? No one lives there. Why is this pub open until two, a, 2 3 a.m. on a Tuesday every week? I don't believe it. Until I see I, it, I won't believe it. We're going oh, go we we to go there next Tuesday. Well, should we go? We'll wait three hours after we record and then we'll go. Yeah, we're going <laughs> to okay, have to. Because I was like, what <laughs> the yeah. fuck?
0: Yeah. And I will say one last thing with the Broncos game, mate. Uh, after the game, like the press conference, we had Kevy speak and then Reynolds speak firstly that's one thing obviously people know i'm not pro kevy is a long-term broncos coach one thing i do like about him is he enjoys the wins as much as fans do he goes into those press conferences like a goddamn cheshire cat he can't hide that he's stoked they won but in this post game it was like adam reynolds overtook like let let me let me handle the the questions like kevy was talking and then he cut in and reynolds started talking actual footy and it was like oh yeah that's the guy who's in charge now and that was nice like you know he Kevy wrapped us. He said, no, when I was cutting, kind of, we weren't that good." And talked to executing better and similar. But you could already see when he played. For, you've always said this, but better defender than people give him credit for. Mm. They ran a lot of traffic at him. He was defensively solid. But like even right at the end, there, you know, he he cramped. They're running traffic at him. He, he cramped up after a tackle, and they came back at him. Got up, made the tackle, and then that final set. You know, he managed to put that kick down in the corner and find grass. And you're like, "That's what the fuck we paid for." We didn't pay for flash. We have enough flash. We have enough guys like Katoni, Herbie, in that team who can do create things with the ball. Even Kelly himself. You know, we need probably needed more creative nine or a one, but we didn't buy Reynolds for that stuff. We bought him to do the right thing more often than not and to steer the team around and make right decisions. And as that game went on, it was I felt the influence of having an actual halfback. You know, we never had the ball. We didn't have the ball, but our sets at least seem to have a, a, an idea. And when we ended them, we didn't just put the ball up, like, kick the ball like a, up the guts, you know? We didn't put a bomb up to nobody. Or we didn't try, the Broncos for years were hooked on trying lazy trick shots to get out of trouble. When they're stuck in their own half, they'll like tackle four, chip kick. You know, let's just try that. And it's like, no, that's not how you get back into games. We're also about building pressure after the game. We're like, going to build more pressure and that's what the other hand will crack. And you're doing it during the game, which is refreshing to see him do that and have a kicker. I know you missed the first one, but I had faith in him, all three of those. And it's like, geez, that's a bit... like Osaka was a great kicker, right? Really good accuracy-wise. Percentage, really good. But it, I never believed in him kicking them. You know? Whereas Reynolds, all three, I'm like, oh, he's going to kick this. No worries. And he missed the first one, we kicked the other
1: ones. And yeah, it's, God, that it was it's, nice. It's nice and to it, think Adam Reynolds is going to kick all the goals.
0: It is. And they're just and good to really see, you know, having him there, settled that jersey. There's still problems in this team. Things will figure out, like... But having some actual adult men and leaders like him and K Ke- like k did nothing with the ball in this game. Nothing. But yeah. their goal on defense is far more settled. And apparently, like they sp- they've heard him speak about like the chat from Human Reynolds making a massive difference.
1: I miss Reynolds.
0: <laughs> I'm glad you've come back on that. Cause I was ready to come in, like I said, gun loaded, but you've uh, you calmed down, which
1: is good. Calmed down. I'm sad. You well, I was brilliant again. They were both but, so good.
0: Mate. We're not going to get there. I think the Bronco, we just lose to the as we do, but God, there is a
1: world here where we I could be four and I, you could be oh and four. What the hell? I think we wouldn't sleep. Um, God, I'm bipolar. So we were going to get smashed like 20 minutes. ago. doesn't matter. Uh, so some other injury news, uh, David Clem having surgery. What on Mitchell?
0: I can't remember, but he's out for like two weeks. Uh, no, um, a <laughs> couple
1: soon. more things. Uh, the Broncos men's, the, you're not allowed to always have nice things. So the Broncos men's team are good again. So the Broncos women had to lose.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, they were missing Upton and Millie Boyle. Excuse but I think that's, a, I think, no, I would say it's a good sign for the women's game that, that missing, like, I know they, they, they were dominated, I think last week too, and they won, but it was just like, Broncos are great, but they're not unbeatable. I thought they went the grand final, but they're not unbeatable in that. is good. Yeah. But tear them down anyway. Just send the girls everywhere. Split the team up. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Shut it down. Um, okay. And uh, other WNRL news. Uh, the wheels. They, they tested me. They should have won this game. They should have closed it out. They fucked it up. Um, yeah. They, they should have put the Roosters away in this game. I'm very actually i'm very annoyed that they lost both my teams lost by a field goal in games they should have won this week so that was that was yeah. fun how about that the uh, all the really field nice. goals
0: in an NLW this year
1: yeah didn't uh didn't um didn't all mate from the roosters just fucking bury that one too yeah so it has um, like it's that had huge it, ramifications well yeah, the, finals the finals was basically wrapped up uh if the finals was basically wrapped up if if the Eels had won that game it would have been Dragons Broncos Eels and then probably the Titans, because the Titans play the Knights. who have lost every game in their last game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but instead, now the Wheels could miss out. Terrifying.
0: Well, yeah, it's, it's what the Roosters play the Dragons.
1: Well, if, yeah, if the, if the Wheels, if the if the if the Titans and Roosters both win and the Wheels lose, the Wheels are gone.
0: And you'd say, well, the Wheels are playing Brisbane with Upton and yeah. Millie back up at Suncorp, which, so they probably lose that game. And then the Titans are playing the Knights. Oh, I just got to cheer in. for the dragons.
1: Come on, the, but the dragons have
0: been really good this year. So, but it, it has added a spanner into it. Because already we thought that the the NRL like the Broncos would win. Coming third is now bad because you likely play the Broncos. Mm. That
1: game's at one p.m. at Cogra. I'll walk down. Maybe I will. No, there you go. Just cheer yeah. for the dragons. So is doing a really good job. Um, the other bit of news before we get out of here is this happened this afternoon and I didn't see it, but. You told me and then I got sad um, that Tom Burgess is apparently being shopped shopped around, which... Uh, why? Why?
0: I mean, I just feel like one of those ones, it's better to be too early and too late in a guy of his size, but it just feels like, why didn't you just already do this and keep other players? If you're going to get rid of Tom Burgess this year, right? You know, and they missed guy by like 100,000 or whatever it was. But why do, I would have like just if you're gonna get rid of Tom, shop him last year, then keep Gagai and Sewer. I don't know. Yeah, I I, I don't know
1: either. I don't,
0: what are your thoughts on that? If they do get rid of him, I know. Well,
1: they, 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 this other guy, I don't look at me pull up the, the off contract thing real quick. Liam Knight, like, mate, like. Well, that's the one. I was checking <laughs> yeah, if no, he was off contract.
0: Yeah, he's not. He's got, but oh, uh, mate, if he will, Wayne Bennett likes and doesn't he? Get him to pay half it next year. Get him up there. Everyone's but, sending all their players. I don't want to the Dolphins. Remember, <laughs> that's,
1: I would like that. He's on so much money too. I think I don't
0: know. Yeah, it's like I, we don't know the exact amount, but it's it was like a, more the than reports think. He took like one hundred and fifty less than the Titans. They said over the over the distance of the deal, and then the quotes were like, "Lands, oh, but if the Titans, gave me like seven hundred. I would have gone." So it's like, okay, I guess he make up some numbers. He's probably on five hundred. Yeah, and or not something great. You know, maybe
1: not great. Right. Obviously, yeah. Jair is on. Decent money and he's a great player, so that's fine. Um yes,
0: good players get good money, that's what happens. Yeah,
1: but the forward pack's looking a bit lean if they lose Tommy. So unless they yeah. like Davy Miley looked awesome in his limited interactions yeah. on I believe so like, maybe they're another, just really believing in Davey Miley. now the proud
0: sugar glider, David Mwale. <laughs> there's
1: no Jer- I, would you, you'd trade it for Jeremiah Nano, though, wouldn't you?
0: Uh maybe, mate. With games one on the middle again now. I've got I'll I've got Frazel on the edge. I've got I've got the all nights right edge, mate. We're looking good. <laughs> I still
1: can't believe I didn't pick Dane Gagai Did I pick Campbell Graham instead? I think they're both good You do have Campbell Graham, yes Okay, there we go Revisit yes, this um, in a few weeks Ezra Man will a reserve grade They so no, we'll look at off-season content next
0: year, mate That's what they. That yeah, 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 yeah Ezra yeah. Man
1: was really good in kick-up From what
0: I saw It was And Dean Mariner, mate That's my boy yeah, who the fuck's that? The He's team. the
1: fastest man alive He looked good Yeah, well, I, I, I want to
0: make So, uh, people know It's great content, right? I want to change my Twitter name, right? Uh, but I can't figure out a name for either because I Herbie I like a lot, but I can't commit what to about Big Chief 69. You're in. But it's <laughs> I'm trying to figure something with Dean Mariner or Ezra Mam, and I can't get there. So, right. Those are the two my other the, you know, I want to plant my flag early like I did on Tavita. And um, but I'm big Dean Mariner guy, so so we'll see. But yeah, the Tom Burgess stuff, mate, it's it's weird. It's what he's got a year and a half left, and it's the report saying that the that his agents shopping him to people so he must mm. have been told he can talk to clubs
1: yeah mm, not great <laughs> really yeah, like, not great well because you,
0: you're losing and i know and i know he's a meme to many others but it is a, a reality if you lose nickels and him that's two of your, of your middle rotation and i guess arrow slots into the middle probably from permleaf now he probably belongs but it's still a concern like Hevili shouldn't play, you wouldn't want Hevili playing big minutes in the middle next year and then like uh,
1: I That's surely not the plan I don't it's think It's all so, about Davy Mawali, baby
0: um, I'm a Mawali guy, so probably but yeah, I don't know. Should have had a dry assist
1: on, on
0: Thursday Well, Tom's been bigger, better than, well, I, we all expected for the last couple of years, so mm. this seems weird. There's only good Burgess is Tom.
1: Yeah, both on and off the field. We're not going to talk about that, really. We're, We're not, not much to say, is it? Like we are aware of it, obviously, but like, yes, another of my twenty fourteen heroes fucks up. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, and we did
0: meet Mr. But just, yeah, Schmidt stands out for the season as well, which no. sucks. The that Cowboys.
1: Does suck.
0: That sucks. Um, anyway, um, any other other takes on uh on Tom?
1: Uh, I I don't like it unless there's a contingency plan. I gave them too much credit mm. for the Reynolds thing, so I'm not going to give them credit again. I'm just going to assume it's a bad yeah. idea.
0: Yeah, man. I remember being there one point when I gave Brisbane some credit for bad decisions, and then it was like, oh shit, they keep doing it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> they haven't stopped doing the bad thing, you know. It's like, and I'm not trying to like. The, there's some. There's some parallels in the the last time we moved on for Wayne because like we moved on and got rid. Of, and Ben Hunt had left. We went on to the shit halfback carousel, whatever. Punted some guys, but I wouldn't say there's too many direct comparisons. Otherwise, but yeah, you mm-hmm. get worried until sort of, you start hearing. Like, Why don't we try and get rid of the other the, the not good players?
1: Uh-huh. Uh <laughs> like, we looking, we looking into this? Have you heard about this? You heard about looking, like getting rid of the other like guys? A bad idea. Like, yeah, um, it's like, yeah. you can't all, right. all the good ones. No, no, you can't. Okay, that is it for today. Thank you for listening. We've been Boom Rookies. We'll be back with Question Time later in the week. Patreon.com forward Rookies if you want to support us. Say goodbye, Mitchell. Goodbye, Mitchell. That's right, goodbye from me.